Hi, this is Janesh. And this is Pranab. You're tuned in to the 30 Minute Hustle podcast. Thirty Minute Hustle is a community of performers with a story to tell. We believe that each individual has a distinct path towards achieving their goals and are obsessed to learn about their process. As a platform to bridge the gap between knowledge creators and seekers, we hope the journey will inspire you to accelerate your growth. Welcome to the network of knowledge, mindset, and practice. Today. We have Sukriti Rahul Sharma on the 30 Minute Hustle podcast. Sukriti and I grew up back in Indonesia together. I've seen her put in the hours over the years to get where she's right now. She works in the Indian film industry and worked on movies like Piku, Parch, and Bagi. And I hope you guys enjoy the podcast as much as we loved hosting her. So uh, super excited to have you your so can you know I've been speaking to Janesh and few others about having you on the podcast for a very long time since we started this early uh, early early adopters of the 30 minute hustle <laughs> and we're super excited thanks thanks for like like doing this on a sunday and and talking to us about what you're doing and yeah it's okay pranav is a really good friend <laughs> yeah me and sukriti go way back but uh until like i you know like i didn't know that she was up to a lot of things she has i mean she has achieved a lot of things but until i started stalking her majorly for a pod for this podcast i realized what you know how cool of a friend i have you know like i'm i'm glad that i know you for a very long time and uh so yeah so we'll take it forward from there so so tell us about like how you got into the film industry um what has your journey has been from growing up in indonesia and we grew up together so i know how you were in school so just give us a glimpse of that so i think when i was 16 or something i started to realize that i love actually since i was a kid i realized that i always loved telling stories and um i used to make up a lot of stories and it was to a point where my mom didn't even know what to believe like um you know she would be like i don't know what to believe anymore because her stories are just her lies are so good and then i realized that i could actually use that somewhere which could actually create something and therefore i realized that i wanted to do something to do with films but i didn't know what exactly was it like did i want to just write stories did i want to direct stories i wasn't very clear till i went to college and i kind of you know watched a lot of international cinema from different parts of the world and um where i realized that okay i have so many things to tell and i would like to make my own film someday where i'm able to tell people what i really want to say from my perspective and i think that cinema is so um magical that way that when you actually sit and you write a story and then when you go shoot the story and then when it actually comes out in front of the world and then people respond back to it i think that's such a that's something that i just it gets me really excited so i think it's been a quite a journey i mean since being a lie, like since being a kid who lies to knowing that i want to tell stories 
to actually getting into a school which taught me about films and then being a part of films yeah and and like uh, back in school we did have a great uh, drama uh, you know with culture going on did that influence <laughs> you in, uh, into the field you've chosen to be no i think when i uh, got into my college and they told us that you know what here's a camera here are equipment go and shoot films do what you want i think and then you know you start your head starts going into places before sleeping there are so many ideas that come into your head and then the next and the next thing you want to do is you know just want to note it down so the next morning when you're waking up you're actually thinking about those things and then you're just picking up a camera and you're just going and you know just shooting random stuff and then putting it out on the edit table and then just editing it and making a film of film about it i think that is something that <clears throat> i can say can help me but drama and school um, no so so how did the transition actually happen like it's not a lot of people who completely out of school say i want to get into film and i want to go study film right how did how did that particular thing happen so yeah i mean it's very interesting cuz um like i don't know most people when they finish school and they they go tell their parents i want to do film or i want to do cinema it's not a really you don't really like they ask you why right so did you get any of those questions or what did what happened there no i think my mom was just happy that i wanted to do something with my life because i was a very useless kid so i think my mom was just like okay thank god you know at least she wants to do something apart from just being lazy or being a log or whatever so i think it was just a moment of relief for her so from mom it's been chill all the time she's just like you know what just do your work that's all i want she's never been like don't do, don't do this and be a doctor or be an engineer what is this films nothing like that it was always like thank god my daughter wants to do something because i was horrible like i was such a pain in the ass like my mom's just glad that i made something out of my life so you know like with what you what you do right now and in excelling in what you do um tell us more about your support system like from growing up your family and your pillars of strength so tell us a little more about that i think first has to be my mama because my mom's i think has brought us up really well and i think that i love the fact that she's such a strong lady because that kind of reflects on my sister and me uh so um she's amazing right so i think first would be her and then even financially my mom supported me a lot because when i move when i came to bombay bombay is an extremely expensive city and then initially you don't get paid that well so i think that way also my mom's been really supportive she's never been like you know what do something that pays you well instead she's always told me that do what you want to do i'm here to help you so i think that's one thing that's always sort of been there then of course my sister i mean i can tell her anything and i get into so much trouble all the time because i'm not well, i'm not very well behaved so i get into a lot of trouble so uh my sister would be there then justin of course um he is uh like I love the fact that you know so many times he's just going to turn around and say that it takes guts to be in the industry that you're in and I think that's such a push for me because I don't need validation but that kind of a validation kind of really motivates you and then of course I have my cousins and my family who are like 
you know, there for me also in the times when I'm in trouble, which is again, very often. Yeah, I think it's, it's great that you, that I don't think, um, I know a friend who sort of uh, studied with me in architecture and then he shifted to filmmaking and then now he's into acting. And then oh, that wow. was such a, such a shift, right? Yeah, and then, and then it was, it was, uh, it was really difficult for, it's not that his parents never like really supported him. But it was really difficult to make that transition, right? Mm, and getting into the film industry is a completely different ballgame to, to, to sort of doing anything related to business or, or architecture or whatever. And, and he's still grappling with it. He's still like sort of understanding how what happens there and, and how things like sort of work there and, yeah. and how, how like, like even schedules are like suddenly you have a lot of work to do and then yeah. suddenly you don't have anything to do and then yeah. you've got to keep your mind like sort of in place and and sort of still you know be in the in the same sort of mindset and not like be like yeah. okay you don't know what's going to come out when yeah. right right yeah. yeah so how was it when you started off how did how did you sort of like get after you studied and how did you get into the film industry and how how was your transition into the industry so um i was actually in my last year of college when i did my first film which was piku and uh, I failed that year. <laughs> failed school? I failed college, yeah, the last year of college. And I didn't graduate with my batch. I graduated the next year. So my mom's a doctor, I mean, a PhD. My sister is a doctor. And for me, even a filmmaking course, which was supposed to be three years, finished in four. <laughs> so um yeah so my first project was piku and it was in my final year of college and when I, I i think the first time when i went on set i think i was extremely overwhelmed like i i i still remember that feeling like my body was shaking and i was like oh my god oh my god i'm I'm actually doing what I wanted to do and I'm actually on a film set. Like it doesn't get better than that. And then my, I remember the first shot that uh, we were shooting on my first day was with Irfan Khan. Oh, wow. And he walked out of the vanity and I, 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 can, I can imagine my face at that time because my eyes were like that. And I, I can imagine there being a twinkle in my eye because... I mean, he was such a fine actor, right? He was one of the best that our industry had. So, um, and then he just comes and the script supervisor and him revise these lines. And then I'm, I'm also reading the scenes for that day. And suddenly, you know, the director says action and this guy just starts performing. And I, I was just so mesmerized. And then the second day of shoot was with Mr. Bachchan. And then he walked out of his vanity and that character that he had, uh, you know, it's, it's a guy with a big pot belly yeah, yeah. and he's got that scruffy hair and everything. And then he just comes and there's that one shot where the woman says to him that, you know, you're such a, uh, you're such a uh, conjuice <laughs> yeah, person. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, ha, hey, I'm conjuice. <laughs> and, you know, and, I, and I'm watching all of this and there's so much, you know, they were, they were improvising so much while doing the scene. And I'm just like, you know, every day, those days, like, like were I mean I remember it so clearly because every single day I used to go back home with like 
uh, thinking to myself that uh, what a magical day, what a magical day. Memories, memories yeah. etched, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I still remember the first day when I, when I packed up, I have gone back and while I was in the cab ride back home, I remember crying in the cab because I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. And I remember just weeping and weeping and the cab driver asked me, Madam, sab theek hai na? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to say. Because <laughs> I was just so overwhelmed by the whole I mean, but but that's amazing. Like like your first day with Irfan Khan and your second yeah. day with, with Amitabh, like anyone would yeah. be overwhelmed. And, and, exactly. and that also shows like your passion towards like, you've obviously sort of struggled to sort of come there right and then that sort of like that sort of really like comes out when you when you have your first and second day with such big actors and uh, watching them and, yeah. and and then Deepika Padukone as well yeah. and then you know when she walks in and you're like oh, how can somebody be so gorgeous oh my god marry me <laughs> and then you know so it, it was and then your director Shujit Sarkar I mean it doesn't get better than that I mean he is such a phenomenal filmmaker and I still remember the first time, you know, I got a call saying, yeah, you got the film. It was somebody from his office. And I'm like, what do you mean I got the film? You mean I can come on set? You mean uh, uh, I'm in? You mean I'll be a part of it? And they're like, yeah, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us about the process of landing this big project, right? Because you're right after college. I mean, in college and you end up working with Irfan Khan on your first project and Amitabh and Deepika. So how do you land this? What was the struggle leading to that? Okay, I have to say that I'm actually um, one of the fortunate kids who didn't, I can't say my life has been a struggle. um, Because, uh, and I I will address it because I am fortunate. Um, I made a couple of calls and I knew people and uh, I got it. And uh, therefore, I also realized the... um, gravity that that job had because um to be honest to be on that bigger project i didn't deserve it maybe somebody some kid out there who was way more deserving could have got that job but i got it so i knew that there was such a big responsibility on me to be able to hold that job and do as told so um i was nervous every single day because of that it didn't, it wasn't just, uh, you know, uh, going on set and everything was happy and all of that. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I had to address the fact that I've got this job really easy and it's fallen into my lap and I need to take, um, I, I, first, I need to seize the opportunity. Second, I need to um, be really grateful about it. And third, be very responsible about it and grab as much information possible and then um yeah wow that's like that's like that takes a lot that's for a someone hustler. yeah and and it takes a lot for someone to actually also you know accept that and and then speak yeah, about it and i think that's great i'm so happy you said it also of and course. and 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 the so, fact that you are also like being very uh conscious about the fact that you've you've got something and you want to make the best out of it yeah, yeah i mean if you're getting something so easy it has to be that you know you are able to gather all the information possible so that in your next project, you're able to apply all that information, right? And it can't be that every time you're making calls and people are just helping you out. There has to be a point where people are going to leave your finger and going to tell you that, okay, you know, now you're on your own. But to be good enough to be on your own, you need to seize every opportunity that you've actually got in your lap, right? 
So I think that is something that I was very sure of when I was going in for my first job. So yeah. um, I understand this can be extremely Extremely overwhelming, especially with the projects you started off very early on. So, yeah. what is kind of your struggle post mortem, right? Like you, you have a lot of struggle at work, and how are you preparing yourself for this? What is your practice like, and what is your mental stability like when you're understanding and digesting all of this? So, um, you mean to say when I didn't have work? No, when or... you had such overwhelming work, how are you ah. digesting all of that? And what is ah, your yeah. mentality yeah. like? Yeah, yeah, like coming home and having a beer was one. <laughs> and uh two was that when i was working on pico i was actually staying with my family so that really helped because i would come back home and i had my extremely excited family who wanted to know uh, everything about my day and i also had so much to say anyways i talk a lot right you know that so i was like yapping 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 and my brother was like ha ha tell me tell me tell me <laughs> and so all of that was really nice the fact that i was just with family at that point i think that all the overwhelming and all of the feelings that i was having i was able to express it to people who wanted to hear me and then of course there was beer yes and mental health practice man i don't know this like i'm just <laughs> a happy person bro like i'm just i i don't take everything so seriously especially myself like i'm just easy like that like i'm very easy on myself i don't take myself so seriously to be like oh this and all that but <laughs> people who are facing things i mean you should definitely um you know seek help or whatever you need or whatever you need to do to stay positive whether um it's yoga meditation for me i'm just easy like that like you know just i'm chill so yeah so i know the, the first project could have been very close to your heart so talk about the relationships you you built with your team and your cast and the actors so how was that like on piku yeah particularly yeah. Mm so uh I ended up doing a couple of ad films with Shijita after Piku even got over and once I graduated college finally and um then I shifted to Bombay so I did a couple of ad films with him that really um you know helped me in building my career because I think he's so good with whatever he does Mm, then i've been in touch with a couple of ads on that project and i'm so happy to see that the kind of work that they're doing now and they're all excelling in their life i'm just so happy to see that you know like it, it's such a good feeling that we are the next generation you know who are going to be making films or who are going to be editors or cinematographers or whatever you know and, and that's nice and then i worked with mr bachan again after piku as well on kbc and i've done a couple of ad films with him and then um we did another film which hasn't been released yet and god knows when it's going to release yeah so i mean it's it's nice uh, uh so we know that you've been working on a lot of interesting projects so you worked on pq pq you worked on parched which i really i love that i love that movie I yeah. think it's it's a superb movie, and um, you've been you worked on Bagi Three. Yes. Yeah. So so with all that excite excitement, what's the closest like most special project for you till yeah. now? Bagi is very close to my heart. I think uh, because of my director, uh, 
that film's very close to me. Like I look at Ahmed sir as um, a mentor, a guru. He is so 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 nice. with the way he is with his team you know like it's so important when you're working with someone um they have like all like every director basically have their own little tricks and own little bag of magic and it's very important that your team understands that so a lot of directors can be possibly wanting to do all of those things but don't have enough time to explain those things to their team but that man he is so good he's so good that if ever he's doing something out of the box or something really different he makes sure that his team understands why he's doing it and what is why and how is he technically going to pull it off So when somebody starts telling you things that are technical you start thinking like that and you're able to understand their um, vision which is so important so I film I feel that that film has technically taught me so much like um if it was like a battlefield that film because we were in Serbia for like some 50 days shooting in minus 11 Mm-hmm. and tiger was shirtless and uh no that was amazing <laughs> but uh you know but it was just um it was a task you know it's it's not easy to get out of bed with 2 hours of sleep and going you know telling yourself okay i can do this when it's minus 11 it it's tough so that film was like a battlefield for us and i think we emerged victorious <laughs> So I was going to ask you so how like for people who are nowhere close to a film set how is it like how is it to be in a film set like like just give us like a like tell us how it is you're a storyteller you should tell us like the best way how it is Okay so um firstly it's an experience right i think i think i should start a side business where i tell people <laughs> aapko film set dekha hai dekho film set give me yeah that's, that's actually a good idea thing. you know <laughs> yeah because that's the thing right like film set is such a world of its own um okay so there is a lot of panic uh there are too many people too many everybody around trying to like get everything <laughs> So the, so that's the thing right not only ADs you have the cinematographer's team the art team you've got the costume team so it'll be uh, i mean if to explain it to you department wise i'll tell you so every AD is going to be probably overlooking the department that they are supposed to be handling uh that's one so they are going crazy the art department is going to be making sure that you know all the set dressing is on place and uh, nothing goes haywire and to make sure that nothing breaks before the take i think that's such a task because everybody's running around so you'll always see the art assistant go like hey udhar se jaate chat you know so that's there and then you have the costume department who's going to be running around with clothes like that sir ek approval de do na sir kya banana sir approval de do so that's happening on one corner then you have the director who's probably going to be sitting in one corner thinking to himself how am i supposed to get this shot right and uh, <laughs> then you have the cinematographer's department the dop's department who's going to be one side is going to be the gaffer one side is going to be the assistant cinematographer who's going to be making sure the lights and everything are okay 
And all of this is happening at the same time. So that you can roll. Then finally, the actor is going to come on set. <laughs> the actor is going to give their input if they like it, if they don't like it. If they like it, we're ready to roll. <laughs> if they don't like it, yeah, sit for an hour or two maybe and then we'll start rolling if you're lucky. You, you, <laughs> you've worked on like, like uh, various different types of uh, films, if I can say yeah. that, right? So what, what is it that you've taken away from each of those genres and what is it that you've learned from each of your projects so i think uh this project uh, which i'm working on currently is called om the battle within it's with aditya kapoor and we've got some really crazy cast as well that i can't say till it comes out in the paper so sorry uh, and uh, this and bagi have made me technically really strong and both of them are action genres so i end up learning so much stuff about action that i never thought that i'd be interested in right like right now i'm watching fast and furious and i never thought to myself that i'm going to be sitting and watching fast and furious to be very honest with you but now i'm interested in that kind of cinema so that is something that it opened up to me as well um then with films like parched and love sonia and to a certain extent the the biopic that we did on Sunny Leone i think those films have been very women empowering for me where i have sort of uh, also not only had uh, an experience where i am able to um, you know take things just technically or work wise but i think something personal as well where i've been very happy uh, about being a woman and embracing those things and be feeling liberated at the end of the day you know and uh, then there are films like piku which have like a subtle undertone of a message which is of the greater good which starts a conversation and that's the kind of cinema that attracts me as well like i feel like if i wanted to make a film it has to be something that starts a conversation i mean it has a story and it's all of all that jimbang of uh, a commercial film as such but i do want to bring out a conversation i do want i want there to be uh, i wanted to start a conversation amongst the masses so i think different films have been different that way for me but i'm currently really enjoying this whole action thing nice yeah. crazy so so how is the film industry changing like you know the the uh, with ott coming in and distribution getting like extremely digital and uh the audience like watching everything what's available for them uh digitally over their phones so how how how's film changing like so um as much as it hurts to say this it is happening but i love watching films in the theater i think it's such an experience right when you go to the cinema hall you sit on your chair you get your popcorn and then there's a large screen in front of you and that's all that you can see and then there are no interruptions like suddenly your mama screaming from background hey uthao kya kar rahe ho you know i don't like i don't enjoy that stuff right or like yeah you know or like the fact that you can pause it whenever you want if you're watching it with a friend they be like hey one second i just want to go to the washroom so you're like ha okay pause and yeah. saying like barring all of that yes ott is a platform where people are able to watch films now and i'm glad that um 
new content is coming out, especially because of the pandemic that we're going through. And I don't think it's safe to go to the cinema halls. And yet we're able to watch the really good content that is being put out there. So that's great. But yeah, I miss. <laughs> yeah, there is there is a huge difference with with how the sound actually affects you and the effect yeah. actually affects you, right? You don't yeah. you don't really get that with something when you're sitting at home. It's it's very yeah. difficult. It's it's extremely difficult. I think there are yeah. like a couple of projects that you could do specifically for OTT. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and and some just need to be like a something that you need to go see in the theater. No, yeah, the larger yeah. than life films. Exactly. Like I. Uh, like i'm telling you this i have seen bagi over 150 times wow right i've seen that film because while yeah because while we were making it we were watching the film every day you know whether you're at dub yeah. or you're at sound mix or you're at vfx you're constantly watching your film you're watching your film but every time we watched it it was on the large screen because that's oh, how you work on it okay so every time I watched it, because it's a film that's larger than life, I mean, you have three choppers, you have eight tanks and stuff like that. The impact was so much, you know, you're like, yes, tiger, go for it, do this. <laughs> you know, you're feeling it, even though I know the story, I know how it's going to end. I know who dies. I know what's going to happen. Right. But you you still feel it. Versus um, where, right after Bagi, actually, um, the pandemic happened and the lockdown happened and my family couldn't watch the film. Mm. So uh, the day the film released OTT, um, it was really sweet. I was staying with my family during quarantine. So my cousin, she made this little invite for everybody in the house so where it was like uh, 8 p.m. screening uh, first floor, <laughs> uh, the address and, you know, the timing and everything. And she made a really sweet thing. And then uh, apparently before the film started, I had to give like a little speech about the film. <laughs> so and, nice, yeah. You know, it was like an actual screening that happens in the industry, right? Like where the director gives a speech and, you know, you come in and the snacks are given to you. <laughs> so on the dining table, the snacks were put, you know, you can come choose your um, whatever you want to have while the film's going on. And, and you have your interval and no pausing. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, oh, okay. because we were so many of us, mm-hmm. somebody or the other wanted to pee. Or somebody would be like, yeah, <laughs> And then, you know, and then you have like, um, it, that impact just didn't come through. I felt it because I had seen the film so many times, but I think my family was just so happy that, oh my God, our little kid did something. So, you know, they were all mushy and cute about it, but I felt the difference. So I think some films are okay for OTT. But some films you just have to see it on the big screen, bro. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I do believe OTT has given an access to films and, like, you know, access to art, and have made it a little more uh, equal for everybody, every performers out there, so they could also put their talent out. Absolutely, so I, I think yes, yes, and I do think like that's a great avenue, especially for a country like India, where there are thousands of artists who are just looking to get on on screen. So I agree, and this you. has also made like a lot of local movies also come. Uh, in the limelight so 
I think technology is playing a great avenue there. So I, 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 I agree with you 100% that there's so much talent in our country, whether it's to do with acting, writing, directing, being an editor, being a cinematographer, being, um, you know, being a production designer, whatever field you want to get into. I think there's so much scope in our country. And I'm glad that OTT is giving a platform to everybody now. Like, I feel like everybody has some work or the other to do. So that way, I 110% agree with you because uh, we have a lot of talent in this country. A lot of talent in this country. Nice. So another interesting project that you worked on, it's a very recent project. It's Cheer Haran. Am I saying it right? Yes. Okay, good, good. So it's not recent, actually. Um, we shot that film in 2016. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was a it was a documentary film about the Jat riots that had happened in Haryana, and uh, shit, man, that film really puts me in a dark place. So, um, so we shot that film in two thousand sixteen, and uh, that film had to fight fight a lot of court cases before mm. it could actually be released in the cinema, and we finally won this year, and wow. the film did get a release. And it was about the uh, the riots that had happened in uh, the state of Haryana. That film sort of shifted my center, I feel, while we were shooting it. Because I think when you know that it's not scripted, when you know that the emotions of the people are absolutely real, and it's not something that as soon as I say cut, they won't feel that emotion anymore. Or um, it's just not those 12 hours that you come on set and you're being that character. You know, you have to live with the pain that, you know, that you've gone through. So a couple of kids during the Jat riot, when there was an open fire, a couple of people from the age group of 16 to 35 passed away. I think almost 18 people had passed away for no fault of theirs. It was just an open fire. So we got to go to those families and talk to those families firsthand. So to know somebody has lost their son and saying something like, you know, he was the person who would get bread butter for our house and he's no more now. We don't know what we're going to do. Or for someone to say, you know, we have so much loan on our head and he was the one paying that loan. We don't know how to pay that loan anymore. Or for someone to even say that I got a job which I was working for for three years and I was doing well and I was providing for my family and suddenly because the government has decided to pull, uh, pull back the quota, I don't have that job anymore. So when you hear about such stories and people are actually crying in front of you and you know you say cut, but the tears don't stop because it's all so real. Um, I think that sort of really shifts your center. Because so, so was this when the riots were actually happening and you guys were yes. there? And, you, yes. and that, that must be, must have been really scary too, right? While, yeah, while it it's happening. Yeah. And how, how, like, this was like, which, when was this project? Like, was this before, like after Piku? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. After that's Piku. like super, super like, uh, early for you in your career right yes yeah absolutely um so the first time that uh, the director called me for it I was the first person to get hired on this project um yeah so I remember going and meeting the director and the director just kind of um 
threw the idea in that this is something that I'm planning on doing. It just immediately caught my attention. And I was like, sir, whatever happens, just I don't care how much you can pay me. I just want to be a part of this. And uh, I was like, it's just, I think the fact that uh, I think Pranab would be able to relate to this is that, you know, we've not been brought up in the country. So there are a lot of times that uh, we don't know uh, a lot of things that happen in the country. So um, to being able to go into those little villages of India and just seeing how people live and uh, just seeing that kind of a lifestyle that you would never imagine, you know, I think all of those things also end up sort of building you and your character. Like I remember coming back from that film and I realized the difference between sympathy and empathy. And I think that they are very different things. So that is something that I learned from that project. And I think it's something that stuck by me till today. And another thing that stuck by me was that you can't choose to be um, empathetic with things. It's something that you always are. So true, yeah. So if, if that is the kind of person you are, then that is your characteristic. So I think that film as a person changed me a lot more than learning anything about filmmaking. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw the trailer and it was pretty, it was pretty touching and, and yeah, it was. Um, I mean, yeah, I think cars. I think yeah, I think we really need to see the movie yeah. to really understand. And I, I saw some pictures. I saw some pictures. Sukriti just like maneuvering through through the right, I suppose, and oh it was God. quite crazy. And I think I did see that a couple of years back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Yes. And um, yeah, I mean, um, when the film comes out, which it will soon now on OTT. I suggest that you guys definitely watch it because I think uh, so something that gave me a little validation on the film was my sister is not very emotional. Actually, she's not emotional at all. We're like pole opposite when it comes to that. She's like a very headstrong kind of a person and nothing makes her cry that easy. I mean, if you make her cry, it means she's really upset. And, you know, so she came for the screening of that film a couple of years back. And I remember that after she saw the film, uh, when my name came in the credit list, she stood up and she was crying. And she didn't speak the whole time uh, when we were coming back home. And I was like, okay, maybe I really wasted some time of hers and she's upset or what is it? I'm not understanding. And then I just remember we came back home and we got into our pajamas to go to sleep and she just turned around and she said, I'm proud of you. And she cried. So I was like, okay, now I I get it. Like, (laughs) this film is something. It is. It really is. When you see it, that that, that pain of the people will come across for sure. So so when it's out, I think we'll probably host it on our our social channels as well. Probably we could have a a private screening done, like online. Yeah, I'll call the director for you guys. Awesome. We have privilege access there. So yes, yeah, he's uh, an amazing person. So 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 where do you, where where do you see yourself in this industry down a few years, and what is your optimum that you want to reach, and what do you envision? Here? Okay, 
So this is something that I had a very, uh, it was a very recent realization, not recent. I mean, one and a half years recent. Yeah. 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 So I had that realization where I actually um, just stopped myself and I told myself, I'm not here to be the best assistant director. I'm not here to, you know, be the best assistant or whatever. I'm here to make films and that is going to be my focus. So everything else just became noise to me, whether it was um, the bad working hours or it was, you know, not getting along with someone on set or um, any of that. It just all became noise to me because I was like, I just want to make films and I just want to direct my film and I just want to tell my story. That's all that I want to do. And that just became a clear focus to me. Like everything else doesn't matter. Nothing. It's just, I want to write my film. I want to get somebody who trusts me enough to put money in that film. And I want to tell stories. That's it. That's my vision as of now. And Tomorrow, maybe if I have a lot of money, I would love to be a producer as well, like make more money. <laughs> and then I, I also have another alternative where when I make enough money, I really want to help um, the wildlife in India. Wow. Yes. Nice. That's something that I really want to do. And yeah. anything in specific with wildlife? I don't know what's specific yet because I don't think that it's something that uh, I can say it's just that I want to make sure that the sanctuaries that there are there uh, so are true. just yeah I think they just, need to be yeah. preserved and I think they so yeah yeah and so that's could, something that I really want to help so, yeah so Kriti or you could invest in our business where we uh, give some parts of our, uh, you know, like uh, our profits to uh, the rhinos of Assam. So oh, wow, lovely. Through, through my incense social business that I run, I think you know about that. So, yeah. Uh, so I, I would definitely ping you up and you could write a check for us. Yes. But um, there's something that I really wanted to ask you, Sukriti, and, and we ask this to most of our guests. And um, you've gone through this process of going, and we went through your journey. Um, what would you tell your 21 year old self? I think just to not panic. <laughs> I used to panic so much back then. And then I realized that it's okay. You know, if you keep at it, you're going to be fine. Yeah. I'm just, I just want to tell my old self to not panic. Yeah. Like, dude, it gives you pimples. It makes you look bad. Excessive lines. I don't want that shit, man. So, so, uh, so we're going to go to a photo round. So we're going to share some pictures of your work. Shut up. You got off so my social media only. I did. I did <laughs> completely. I stalked you for a couple of days. So I'm going to go there. Uh, I'm going to wow. increase the view to full screen. Full screen mode. Cool. So that's the first picture of you and Tiger. Oh. So tell me about that. Where was so, this? This is in Serbia. And okay. we were doing a screen, we were doing a reading over here before the scene starts. So um, this was my first film as a continuity and script supervisor, uh, which I will tell you about later, if you are wondering what that is. Um, so before the, before the shot started, he's like, let's do one reading now. And I was <laughs> like, let's do it. 
So this is us discussing the scene and him saying his lines, and I was reading out uh, Shraddha's lines, and he's like, "You're," and he even told me that you're a horrible actor. <laughs> he's like, "My emotion is not coming because your emotion is not." Would you ever act? I think you've been put on a spot where you you've got, you've had to act, right? Pranab, did you tell him this? We've got we've done our research. Don't worry, we're very good. Yeah, at it. we did. So you haven't answered that yet. Right. What's the next okay. category? Cool. So, uh, is this at minus eleven? Yeah, this is not minus eleven. This was comparatively, I think it was minus two. Hey, again, <laughs> look at me killing it. This is me <laughs> making notes. So, um, so amateur is really, really creative, right? <clears throat> so, I would come with my piece of paper of the script for that day, and before every scene, Sir would sit with all the actors and kind of brief them about the scene and tell them about the, you know the emotion and how he wants every actor to kind of enact it. And suddenly within the scene, because uh, okay, so because all of them would be um, kind of talking about the scene, suddenly midway he would say, "Esa line nahi hona chahiye, esa line hona chahiye," and I'm like, "What, what, what?" And I had to quickly write that line down because. any one of them could ever turn around to me and ask me so what did sir say what was the line changed to and therefore it's just me noting down everything that's going in before a scene oh my god i love this picture okay this is actually so a very this is an epic story by the way okay so this is me uh shooting for piku and mr bachan had just come out of his vanity and we were chatting on our way to set and i'm not sure who clicked us or whatever i'm not sure but i think the next day or something this photograph ended up coming on the newspaper so you know uh so i've gone to sleep and everything and then the next morning when i woke up uh it was scary <laughs> because i had some 1 million messages and calls wow and um my mom was just like call me as soon as you wake up in caps okay and i'm like shit i've screwed up i've done something i don't know like something's happened and then i scrolled through other messages and people who don't even text me on like a daily have texted me and it was like you know when it's your birthday and people message me and you're like oh shit i'm right on your conversation yeah, with this right person now Yeah, like that shit exactly. Or like people who message you and you're like, shit, yeah, now I have to reply to this person, hold a conversation, shit. So what are you telling, Mister Amitabh? Sure. It's like you, 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 you're talking. To... I think something. I think you have that... tea in your hand. No, no, I don't have tea. I'm playing with my nails. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing with my nails. <laughs> I think I don't remember like me some bullshit of course yeah <laughs> some crap this is my most favorite picture oh and yes and tell us tell us about her phone yeah he is the he was the most uh like he was the best at improvising right um every take there was something magical and it wasn't the same from the previous take so if like when a director says one more it usually means that he wants the actor to do something differently but then a lot of actors even when you say let's do one more they might give you the same thing and therefore you just keep retaking retaking till they hit the nail but with this man if you actually see his uh takes on an edit table each take is different from one another and that's magical like how could you possibly uh 
improvise so much or have such a different um take on every different line in every every single shot i mean it was amazing and this is the time when i was telling him that i am from indonesia and he said that he really wanted to visit and then we had made a plan to go to indonesia together and uh yeah this is that time is that uh, the fact that he's done so many improvisations does that really help a director or an editor when they of course yeah, i was thinking of course that, yeah. because because when you see one take and you're like then you see the second one and you're like yeah he's hit it it can be confusing though sometimes yeah. because you're so good yeah. it can be confusing to really know what the best is maybe that's one thing but it's never a time when you look at the performance and be like it's not good enough because this man is a genius this man was a genius it's biggest loss in the industry i feel yeah let's go on this yeah this one oh this is during our dubbing days um for bagi so i was handling the dub and uh this is one of the days where uh we've just decided that let's do a photo shoot so i have like another 10000 of such pictures of us posing and doing different things and um this is after the dubbing got over and we decided that we're going to have chat or bail or something like that so before we ran in to do that we've decided to do like a little photo shoot of ourselves like we have full posing and all also yeah. i'm just not going to post that <laughs> <laughs> so that's my mentor is this right. ahmed khan oh yes. nice ahmed yeah. khan and that's his wife shaira khan so ahmed sir is my mentor i have a lot of respect for this man i mean he has taught me so much i'm thankful to him all the time like i'm grateful i'm thankful i am blessed to have this man in my life because he is just he's a genius man he's he's a genius he's got he's got plan a to z everything in his pocket like just just say it that it's not going to happen and he's going to know what exactly what to do next because he's a genius and then that's shaira ma'am she's his wife and also his support system and she is one of the nicest people that i have met i mean she's so caring she's so caring like she doesn't she doesn't need to do the things that she does for us but then when she does it's just it's just amazing and in serbia i remember that there were so many days when i would just you know be in a bad mood when i would say things like i miss my mom and i miss my family and she would just give me a tight hug and she would just sit like that for a while and she's like i hope this helps and you know they they're so nice i, I can't hey this is iconic bro <laughs> so this is this is a picture that i always say it's a legend and legend in the making cuz this is one of my favorite oh my god i have to frame this yeah <laughs> okay so this is when uh jaguda and tiger both were shooting on set and everybody was very excited because both of them for the first time were going to shoot a film together or do a scene together so the entire set was going crazy so before uh, we started rolling that day tiger came on set and i was like tiger i need you to pinky promise one thing and he's like what and i'm like promise me i'm going to get a picture with you and your dad today and he's like okay promise so then suddenly because i started this trend 
as soon as i moved out the second person's come in and the third person come in and i'm like okay this is not special anymore man everybody's getting these pictures it's so not cool but um and i remember i, I even remember the conversation in this picture um i looked at jaguda and i'm like looking dapper yeah looking dapper i said something like that to him because both of us were wearing shades and he like bro wear shades guys like dapper jaguda it's just me killing it and he like i will tiger ko dekh aur tiger ko compliment de de and then we were just like what and it was yeah it was so funny this i love this picture also really i'm so happy and which movie was this magi um so this is again during dubbing this was the this was his last day of dub and i remember and i'm like jaguda let's let's take pictures even this is a photo shoot by the way i have like 1000 pictures of so many pictures like this because we've got one full biru like this standing and looking at each other <laughs> we've got one like we're back to back with each other and then we've got one hugging Yeah, the, he is such a cool guy. Oh my god, I can't even. Okay, I've got something fun to share. Okay, can you see this? Yes. All right, what, what is, is this about? <laughs> Super. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, play that again. I want to see that. <laughs> right. No big deal. Come on. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. What what is that? Okay. So, uh one of one of my colleagues was like, "Can you come quickly and put my eyeliner?" So I rush out because I'm like you know the party's about to begin I need to put her eyeliner so I'm like on my phone and I'm rushing out and suddenly I realize that I have walked into his paparazzi time <laughs> when he was being papped <laughs> so I just pretended to go all fan girl and be like oh God, is that Adi Roy Kapoor? <laughs> and he's like, "Oh God, just come here and pose for a picture now." And then we're like, "Okay," I was like, "Okay, fine." And then he starts saying, uh, then he starts telling the paps, "Ma'am, ka solo lo." And the paps are like, uh-huh, "Ma'am, ka solo lo." Who's this? Like that. And then uh, he goes like, "She's the best continuity script supervisor in the world." Ma'am, ka solo lo. I've got so shy, and I've just run out from there. So that was me having a little bit of a moment with the paps. And this video Crazy. was viral, by the way, on Instagram. I, that's why we got it here. <laughs> it like i remember going to set um after this video was made every single person on the set had seen this from spot dada to um any other person on set had seen this video ma'am aap to famous ho gaye ma'am i'm like <laughs> like everybody had seen it another another favorite question of ours right so hmm. we give you a empty billboard which you want to showcase to the world what would you write about give me anything anything it can be anything Short it can be in one liner or your favorite yeah anything it's an empty billboard to showcase what you want to tell the world it just probably say live and let live um 
And yeah, I think there's one more question here. Yeah. Yeah, what's success to you, Sukriti? What is success to you? Yeah, maybe uh the day I can sit on my couch or I can lie down in bed and I can take a long breath and tell myself that I am exactly where I wanted to be professionally or in my private life and feel grateful and happy for it but a long way to go for that for that really like that I have arrived long way to go for that <laughs> maybe maybe that and uh, maybe the day when my mom Justin Strish my family come to see a screening of my film and it says directed by Sukriti Rahul Sharma that would be my first step who's wow. justin by the way justin justin is your best friend and also my boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> so glad to have you here and thank you so much thank you guys thank you Thank you for listening to the 30 minute hustle podcast. You can follow us on Instagram for all our latest updates. Until next time signing off. This is Pranab and my co-host Janish.